child of the pure, unclouded brow and dreaming eyes of wonder. Welcome back to Wonder Storytime with Alice and Friends. I'm Ava Roy, Artistic Director of We Players. On behalf of all of We, I invite you to take a walk and get a breath of fresh air with Wonder Storytime in your ears. Or if you just need to drift for a bit, go ahead, get comfortable, relax. Feel your troubles melting away, the air a thin mist around you, the veil between reality and fantasy becoming thin, thinner, barely there, transporting you through the looking glass for a new adventure with Alice and friends. Off we go. Greetings from our virtual wonderland. I'm Libby Oberlin reading Chapter 10, Shaking, and Chapter 11, Waking. I'm playing White Queen in We Players' upcoming production of What Alice Found There, and one of the many reasons why I cannot wait to get back on stage with We and with you all is to play with the incredible way that We Players weaves in and integrates music into each production. Working with Charlie Girk, musical director, is so much fun because his score His scores are haunting, melodic, memorable, and stunning. And when he combines his work with Ava, they always allow a character that you wouldn't expect to sing or express themselves musically to access that. It's always really interesting and really creative and a lot of fun. Chapter 10, Shaking. She took her off the table as she spoke and shook her backwards and forwards with all her might. The Red Queen made no resistance, whatever. Only her face grew very small and her eyes got large and green. And still, as Alice went on shaking her, she kept on growing shorter and fatter and softer and rounder. And... Chapter 11. Waking. And it really was a kitten after all. Thank you for listening to We Players Wonder Storytime with Alice and Friends. Won't you join us next time for Chapter 12? Which Dreamed It? Narrated by Sango Tajima. Our future Alice. My name is Sango Tajima, and today I'm reading the final chapter of Through the Looking Glass. I think that the Alice stories are perfect for Wii players because their shows literally take you on a journey through a beautiful physical landscape and ask you to use your imagination to see and experience your surroundings in a completely new way. So that this stick becomes a vorpal sword, this windmill becomes a portal, this fort becomes Scotland. I'm looking forward to the day that we can all safely gather outside and play and hopefully see our natural surroundings and each other with a newfound appreciation. Chapter 12. Which Dreamed It? 
Your Majesty shouldn't purr so loud, Alice said, rubbing her eyes and addressing the kitten, respectfully yet with some severity. You woke me out of, oh, such a nice dream. And you've been along with me, Kitty, all through the looking-glass world. Did you know it, dear? It is a very inconvenient habit of kittens, Alice had once made the remark, that whatever you say to them, they always purr. If they would only purr for yes, and mew for no, or any rule of that sort, she had said, so that one could keep up a conversation. But how can you talk with a person if they always say the same thing? On this occasion, the kitten only purred, and it was impossible to guess whether it meant yes or no. So Alice hunted among the chessmen on the table till she had found the Red Queen. Then she went down on her knees on the hearth rug and put the kitten and the queen to look at each other. Now, Kitty, she cried, clapping her hands triumphantly, confess that was what you turned into. But it wouldn't look at it, she said when she was explaining the thing afterwards to her sister. It turned away its head and pretended not to see it. But it looked a little ashamed of itself, so I think it must have been the Red Queen. Sit up a little more stiffly, dear, Alice cried with a merry laugh. And curtsy while you're thinking what to, what to purr. It saves time, remember? And she caught it up and gave it one little kiss, just in honor of having been a Red Queen. Snowdrop, my pet, she went on, looking over her shoulder at the white kitten, which was still patiently undergoing its toilet. When will Dinah have finished with your white majesty, I wonder? That must be the reason you were so untidy in my dream. Dinah, do you know that you're scrubbing a white queen? Really, it's most disrespectful of you. And what did Dinah turn to, I wonder, she prattled on, as she settled comfortably down with one elbow in the rug and her chin in her hand to watch the kittens? Tell me, Dinah, did you turn to Humpty Dumpty? I think you did. However, you better not mention it to your friends just yet, for I'm not sure. By the way, Kitty, if only you'd been really with me in my dream, there was one thing you would have enjoyed. I had such a quantity of poetry set to me, all about fishes. Tomorrow morning, you shall have a real treat. All the time you're eating your breakfast, I'll repeat the walrus and the carpenter to you, and then you can make believe it's oysters, dear. Now, Kitty, let's consider who it was that dreamed it all. This is a serious question, my dear, and you should not go on licking your paw like that, as if Dinah hadn't washed you this morning. You see, Kitty, it must have been either me or the Red King. He was part of my dream, of course, but then I was part of his dream, too. Was it the Red King, Kitty? You are his wife, my dear, so you ought to know. Oh, Kitty, do help to settle it. I'm sure your paw can wait. But the provoking kitten only began on the other paw and pretended it hadn't heard the question. Which do you think it was? A boat beneath a sunny sky, lingering onward dreamily in an evening of July. Children three that nestle near, eager eye and willing ear, pleased a simple tale to hear. Long had paled that sunny sky, echoes fade and memories die. Autumn frosts have slain July. Still she haunts me phantomwise, Alice moving under skies, never seen by waking eyes. 
children yet, the tale to hear, eager eye and willing ear, lovingly shall nestle near. In a wonderland they lie, dreaming as the days go by, dreaming as the summers die. Ever drifting down the stream, lingering in the golden gleam, life, what is it but a dream? Thank you for listening to We Players Wonder Storytime with Alice and Friends. Well, that concludes Alice Through the Looking Glass. We've got a very special bonus episode coming your way. Won't you join us next time for The Lost Chapter, The Wasp in the Wig, narrated by Britt Lauer, We Players Associate Producer, and me, Ava Roy. We Players is a California 501c3 nonprofit theater company founded by Ava Roy in 2000 at Stanford University. Our team includes artistic director Ava Roy, associate producer Britt Lauer, office manager Stacy Davis, music director and resident composer Charlie Girk, resident costume designer Brooke Jennings, and company photographer Lauren Matley. Special thanks to We Players board of directors and to our advisory circle members. The forthcoming production, What Alice Found There, is adapted and directed by Ava Roy. The cast includes Alan Coyne as Humpty Dumpty, Benoit Monin as the Cheshire Cat, Christopher Carter as Tweedledee, and Maria Ascension Lee as Tweedledum, Drew Watkins as the Red Queen, Libby Oberlin as the White Queen, Fenner as the White Rabbit, Hunter Scott McNair as the Mad Hatter, Ling Ling Lee as the Dormouse, Pearl Marill as the March Hare, Nick Dixon as the White Knight, and Sango Tajima as Alice. Our crew includes Master Seamstress Dana Taylor, Assistant Costume Designer Kathleen Q, House Manager Kate Sation, Production Manager Kayleen Wolf, Stage Manager Becky Roper, Equipment Lead Seth Little, Production Crew Raquel Orendane Shresta, and Videographer Tracy Martin. The production will take place in Golden Gate Park in partnership with San Francisco Recreation and Parks Department. Enormous special thanks to all the wonderful parks people, including Phil Ginsberg, Dana Ketchum, Andy Stone, Keith Roberts, Toby Kanzawa, and especially Shauna Bogitz. Find out more about We Players at weplayers.org. <laughs>